0: Up next, this part of South Texas was known for being safe.
1: We didn't lock our doors back
0: then. That changed after local women came under attack. She will not let me go. She can't tell me, protect me from the bad men. Are these attacks random or are they related? The only word
2: that would come to mind is evil. Just pure evil.
0: If you go to Huntsville, Texas, and mention Halloween night, 1987, some local residents still shudder, and for reasons that have nothing to do with ghosts and goblins.
3: That day, I went from having so much fun with my family on that Halloween night, and it exploding in my face like a bomb.
4: There's very few days that go by that I don't think about this case
0: Around 10 o'clock that evening, 36-year-old Mary Reisinger was washing her car at the local car wash. With her was her daughter, Kristen, who was just about to turn four.
1: Mary had stopped to clean her car because Chris was going to be baptized the next morning and she wanted to get her car clean.
0: As Mary was rinsing off her car, Kristen was playing in the water. A man drove up and got out of his truck. It didn't seem like he was there to get it cleaned.
3: I believe she knew something
0: was up when this perpetrator pulled up. The man pulled out a knife, grabbed Mary from behind, and tried to drag her toward his truck. He didn't appear to see the child. He had
4: something in mind for Mary Reisinger, and nothing was gonna prevent him from doing that.
0: He tried to force Mary into his truck, But she wasn't going anywhere, especially with a toddler to protect. That woman fought like a demon.
5: And I'm convinced that it was less to do with saving her own life than her
0: daughter's. Mary, unarmed and outmatched, didn't stand a chance. Her throat was slashed and she was dead within minutes. A lot of lives changed forever that night. Dusty Dalgar, an officer with the Walker County Sheriff's Department was trick-or-treating with his family, very near the car wash. When he heard what happened, he rushed to the scene.
3: It looked like a war zone. As soon as I pulled into the car wash, I seen a female body. And she was covered in blood.
0: Officer Dogger checked the car and saw Kristen. The terrified little girl had locked herself inside the car.
3: told her I was a police officer. Come out and I would protect her. She unlocked the door. I'll never forget this. She jumped into my arms. That was the hardest bear hug I ever had. She was scared to death and she would not let me go.
0: This photograph was taken later that night.
3: She can't tell me, protect me from the bad man. He's killed my mom. That's all she could say. And I held that little girl until we got some help. She wouldn't let me
0: go. The young girl was wearing a ballerina costume. At first, Officer Dogger thought it was red. As he lifts her up, he realizes that
5: it's not a red costume. This little girl is covered in her mother's blood.
3: It's been 40 years, but I can look back at that and just just like it happened. I can see a little girl in a ballerina costume covered blood from head to toe. And all she was wanting was somebody
1: to protect her.
0: Within minutes... Kristen's family met her at the sheriff's office.
1: I took her to the bathroom and I took her in there and washed her off. And as I was getting her dressed, she looked at me and she said, I'm
3: sorry. She said, My mom is dead.
1: For real? My mom is dead.
0: Did Mary know her killer? Was this a random attack? No one knew. Even worse, there was no murder weapon, no fingerprints or any other physical evidence at the scene. And the only eyewitness was a severely traumatized child.
1: Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well.
0: Texas detectives massed all the resources at their disposal to find Mary Reisinger's killer. The problem was that back in 1987, there weren't all that many resources at hand.
2: The technology to extract DNA and collect DNA from crime scenes and from bodies was was very rudimentary back then.
4: There were no surveillance cameras that we could utilize. That was. Uh, A very rare thing to have surveillance cameras, especially in Huntsville.
0: I don't know of any business that had them at that time. With the dearth of resources and the absence of physical evidence, Mary's case went cold.
2: I had, I think, three deputies working for me, three detectives. We still had burglaries going on. We still had cars being stolen. Still had drugs being sold. Some things stick with you more than others. I've seen a lot of dead people. I've seen them killed with Firewood, hatchets, shot, stabbed, run over. Some things stick with you that others don't. I think it was the little girl being involved. I wish I could have done more for her.
0: Nearly a year after Mary's murder, Wendy Gant, a student at nearby Texas A&M University, was leaving campus at lunchtime when she was confronted by a man with a knife as she got into her car. The man was on her in a second, and immediately, as if he'd rehearsed it, got
5: her arms behind her, wrapped up her wrists, and connected it somehow to the safety belt so that she couldn't move. The windows were closed, to, even to the extent that she was making noise. The parking lot was largely empty. Nobody heard it. I mean,
0: not a soul. The man drove Wendy to a wooded area at the edge of town.
4: He took her out to a park in the College Station area, and raped her,
0: tied her to a tree, and cut her throat. She's not dead, but she knows she's dying. Despite a gaping neck wound so deep she couldn't scream or even talk, Wendy was determined to survive. She survived the attack uh, by playing dead. She lies there naked on the
5: ground with blood gushing out of her throat, listening, listening, listening for the footsteps who would tell her that the man who's attacked her is leaving.
0: Finally, Wendy's attacker left the area, apparently assuming she was dead. The one thing she knew for sure is if she was going to die, she didn't want to die in the woods. She wanted to die in a place
5: that they would find her body.
2: She untied herself and walked out to the roadway and was spotted by a construction worker who got on his radio, uh, called for police and an ambulance. I wonder if
4: I would have that same courage that she had. And uh, she, she endured great pain, great suffering, and not knowing if, she, if she'd ever see her parents again or if anybody would find her body.
0: Alert detectives studying this crime thought it looked familiar. It bore some similarities to Mary Reisinger's murder just one year earlier, as well as the rape and murders of Alice Martin and Deborah Ewing, two local women whose cases also remained unsolved. We
3: were and wonder if we had one person that was in this area who was
0: basically a predator on them, young ladies. Perhaps the answer lay with Wendy, who was determined to find the man who tried to kill her. At the hospital, she had two urgent requests. When she comes to complete consciousness there in the hospital,
5: she motions for something to write with because she can't talk. Her throat has been deeply cut and she immediately writes out two things. One is, somebody
0: go feed my horse. And the second is, get me a sketch artist. Karen Taylor, a noted forensic artist, was called in and faced a challenge like none she'd ever seen. How do you create a sketch with a victim who can't even speak?
1: My immediate supervisor, he thought there was no way, we shouldn't even attempt this.
0: After her miraculous escape from a rapist who left her for dead, Wendy Gant found herself unable to speak because of a nearly fatal knife wound to her neck. Wendy was one of the most self-possessed
5: people you can imagine in such a situation. She knew exactly what had happened to her.
0: She knew exactly what she needed to do. And that was to identify the man who tried to kill her forensic artist Karen Taylor was brought in to see if she could come up with a composite sketch of Wendy's attacker. A difficult task under any circumstances, but particularly difficult in this one.
1: She could nod, yes or no, and I would ask always open-ended questions to avoid leading her in any way. I would ask things like, was he a certain type? Did he strike you as sort of a jock? Or was he a cowboy kind of a guy? Or more of a a rocker kind of a guy? Was there a certain type?
0: To jog Wendy's memory, Karen Taylor showed her an FBI manual of facial types.
1: I began to introduce the reference feature pictures so she could further refine each feature for me. The eyes, the nose, the mouth, the hairstyle, and the glasses shape she described. Once she was into it, she was into it, and she kept, and this sometimes happens. The, the memory is refreshed, and the detail just keeps coming, and that happened with her. It's amazing how well we were able to communicate, even though she couldn't speak.
0: Despite the pain Wendy was in, and the trauma from what she'd just gone through, she and Karen worked together for hours.
1: I just remember her nodding and nodding and being so pleased. I let her decide when we were done, when it was as accurate as we could get it. And she was happy, I was happy. That's how we finished it.
0: This was the final sketch. Just one hour after it was released to the media, a prison guard called police. He said he was sure it was an inmate once housed at one of the local prisons. The inmate's name? Daniel Lee Corwin. I've seen a lot of composites in 40 years of police work. and never seen one that good. It looks just like it. In the mid-1970s, when Corwin was in high school, he was found guilty of assaulting and attempting to murder a fellow student. Her name was Brenda Evans, and like Wendy Gant, she also survived by playing dead.
4: When she's in the ambulance, she can barely speak because her throat's been cut.
0: And She said, Daniel Corwin did this. The attack on Brenda was virtually identical to the attack on Wendy, on Mary Reisinger and the other two cases in which the victims did not survive in all those cases the killer used a knife which was not left at any of the crime scenes police in huntsville texas were confronting something they'd never seen before
2: when this case uh, dropped serial killer wasn't something that came to
5: my mind the idea that there was a serial killer in some small texas town As one of the the police said to me, you know, you might as well tell me there was some nuclear terrorist on the south side of our town making a nuclear bomb before I'd be thinking that there was a serial
0: killer. Corwin served just nine years of a 40-year sentence for the attempted murder of his high school classmate, And you say, well, what gives? This is Texas. Isn't Texas supposed to be super tough on offenders?
5: Well, yes and no. Back in the 80s, the problem that Texas had was it was growing incredibly rapidly. And with the growth in people came a growth in prisoners. As a result, not only were Texas prisons incredibly crowded, but there was immense pressure to get them out, as they said, get them out the back door. Get them out as fast as possible.
0: After his release, Corwin went to work for a local cabinet maker. Corwin's employer, Ben Pruitt, had taught a carpentry class at the prison. He knew of Corwin's past and wanted to give him a second chance. But when local women started getting attacked, Mr. Pruitt suspected Corwin might be responsible. After the highly publicized attack on Wendy Gant, Mr. Pruitt remembered something strange from right after the murder of Mary Reisinger. Ben Pruitt
2: recalls Daniel Corwin coming to work uh, the day after Halloween, 1987, with cuts on his hands.
0: Could Daniel Lee Corwin be the man who was attacking local women? It looked that way, but in the absence of any physical evidence—and there was none—there was no way to be sure. Police procedurals look so
5: simple on TV, and they're—they're they're just not. You know, even when you know it's somebody, it's not about knowing it. You got to prove it.
0: Texas investigators were familiar with Daniel Lee Corwin. When Deborah Ewing was raped and murdered back in 1987, Corwin was brought in for questioning. Just hours before Deborah's murder, Corwin had been installing cabinets at the Vision Center where Deborah worked. And, as an ex-con who served time for a sexually motivated attempted murder, he was a potential suspect. What really struck the people who interviewed
5: Danny that Monday morning in Huntsville, was there was no sense of what they thought a killer would look like or act like. There was no sense of anxiety. There was no sense of, oh, they got me. He was just flat. He was just without emotion.
0: At the time of the Deborah Ewing case, Corwin appeared to have a solid alibi. Now investigators were becoming convinced He was not only Deborah's killer, but a serial killer. Could one of the still living victims, Wendy Gantt, identify him? Detectives put Corwin's picture in a photo lineup to see if she could. It didn't work.
2: If I recollect correctly, it wasn't a matter of she she couldn't identify him for sure. I I think it was one of those, maybe. Kind of looks like him, but I'm not sure.
0: Investigators were worried. They were convinced Corwin was their killer but they didn't have a shred of evidence. They wanted to arrest him, but the DA basically said, it would be nice if you had some physical evidence. Wendy's vehicle had been impounded, and forensic technicians combed every inch of it. Attack came back with a single fingerprint that was not Wendy's.
5: And so they sent it up to Temple, where Danny had the adolescent record. Today, that takes, what, eight minutes? Back then, they mailed the print in a
0: letter. Took two days. When it finally came back, it matched. Daniel Lee Corwin was immediately arrested for the attempted murder of Wendy Gantt. Investigators were eager to know what drove Corwin to kill. To their disappointment, he really didn't know himself, or at least couldn't explain it.
3: I'm just not sure about it. So I just don't know. Are you seeing this in your mind, Daniel? Like bits and pieces. Bits and pieces? Yes.
0: Faced with the evidence against him in the Wendy Gant case, Corwin pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 99 years. But the open murder cases for which Corwin might be responsible still begged for resolution.
2: When you're a homicide detective or
0: you investigate homicide, you speak for the dead. There's no one else that's left. At times, Corwin seemed remorseful. Investigators hoped he might confess, and sent veteran detective A.P. Marilat to interview him. Marilat thought a trip to the crime scenes might provoke something in Daniel Corwin. I brought him to the car wash. I pulled
4: into the bay that he described as being the one he drove into. And it was really odd to me that he appeared to go into like a trance-like state or... At first, I thought he was faking, but he continued to do this every time we met, so... I think it was real, but he started reliving the events of that night when Mary
0: Reisinger was killed. Even Corwin admitted he got into a trance-like state during these attacks, and this might explain one other commonality with all his crimes. All of them were spontaneous, spur-of-the-moment attacks in public places with plenty of potential witnesses. There are obviously
2: high-risk crimes from the standpoint that there was high risk to the offender. The suspect is putting himself at high risk of being caught for committing that kind of a crime.
0: Eventually, Corwin confessed to a total of three murders, including the murder of Mary Reisinger.
4: I made it very clear to him throughout the process that what I was doing was going to end up in a capital murder trial one day, did he realize that? And he said, yes. And I said, do you understand that I'll be on a witness stand one day trying to take your life? And he said, yeah, I just wish they would hurry up
0: with it. Corwin came remarkably close to getting away with multiple murders. With DNA technology in its infancy, the only physical evidence against him was the single fingerprint he left on Wendy Gant's car. Without it, he might have walked away and claimed even more victims. I'm fully
4: convinced, had he not been prosecuted, he'd have done this again. I don't think he would have stopped.
0: In December of 1998, Daniel Lee Corwin was executed by lethal injection. He was 40 years old.
3: I didn't want something like Daniel Corwin to hurt either my kids or any other kids like that
0: investigators are convinced that the sketch created by wendy gant and karen taylor the one that finally alerted detectives to daniel corwin saved an untold number of lives daniel corwin picked the wrong woman
2: to attack that day yeah he still would have kept killing there's no doubt in my mind that, that would have there would have been more people out there dead
1: wendy put a face on him There was a lot of investigative work done on all these cases, but make no mistake, it was Wendy who brought down Daniel Lee Corwin. She connected the dots. It was her strength that put it all together.
5: Not a lot of people like that. She actually said to me, I've had a great life. And the way I look on this is, I've had a great life for 38 years and one bad day.